Learning how to monetize your domains. Zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod. Zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone. Zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic breath. Well, worthless. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another exciting week. Uh, This week we got a really smart person that is not working for the search engines, um, but he works helping other people deal with the search engines. Everybody give a warm round of welcome to Scott Smith, a.k.a. Caveman, who is a Webmaster World moderator and all-around really smart search engine guy. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great, Greg. How you doing, babe? Oh, I'm doing excellent. So, how's uh, California still holding up after the week-long of party? Uh, well, I can't speak for California. I'm barely getting through. But uh, <laughs> m- most people here in San Jose look a little better than I do right now, I think. <laughs> Hey, um, I heard a rumor. Yeah? You proposed marriage to a woman in exchange for links? Really? That's, that's absolute, there's no, no truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for something entirely different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she said no anyway, so it didn't work out. <laughs> the things a webmaster will do, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous crowd to hang out with. It's, uh, I have to be careful not to get corrupted by this crew. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you are the one that would be corrupted, yeah. Straight, straight arrow. <laughs> Always um, on the right side of things. So for everyone listening, they have probably have heard your name in conversation because you've had a lot of great posts that a lot of people have referenced over the years. Oh, thanks, Jim. Um, but for people that, you know, they really haven't come across you firsthand yet, explain to people what exactly is your uh, business expertise, all that fun stuff. Mm. Well, um, I started a company back in 2000, and uh, it was sort of a small website company. We went out and got some funding, and then uh, one thing led to another, and I began to realize how important it was to uh, do search engine optimization. I was a former marketing guy, uh, worked for 20 years in sort of the big leagues of, of advertising, uh, things like Grey Poupon and Citibank, stuff like that. And then uh, the business has morphed now to where we have about 220-some-odd websites. And uh, I think of myself primarily as a web marketer who knows SEO, but I also have a fascination with the algorithms. And then more recently, I've also been doing occasional SEO consulting uh, which I'm finding to be just a, a whole lot of fun, and I can sort of pick and choose my spots, so that's been great, too. Very nice, very nice. I mean, for any large company out there that um, is wondering what the heck they should be doing with their uh, resources and where to make their investments, um, Scott, he has a ton of expertise in that area. Um, but So going on, who's your current favorite victim, I mean, search engine? Well, 
uh, I, I've always had pretty good luck uh, in all three of them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Google is still being nice to us. Uh, lately, Yahoo and MSN, uh, for the first time in a couple of years, are being a little more spotty. Although, actually, uh, just about half an hour before we started talking here, Greg, I was, I was poking around at MSN, and uh, I am in with a few other people, and it was looking like they're maybe rolling out a new set of SERPs that looked cleaner and better than I think I've seen from MSN in a couple of years. So they roll out like a new SERP every week, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's getting it's getting crazy. The problem is, it's like one bad one after another, eh? And yeah. uh, this one I'm looking at today actually looks relevant and pretty clean. And and so, but when I am I am to a couple of people, uh, they weren't seeing it, so I'm not quite sure what's up with it yet. You know, that would be like the dirtiest trick ever to uh, do IP delivery to San Jose. Wouldn't it? Be- <laughs> During SES San Jose, that would be the dirtiest trick ever. Man, I didn't even think of that. They could be following me around. <laughs> well, I did not a- forget that because, you know, I, I, I do everything through proxy, so they wouldn't know it was me. <laughs> well, that was actually a joke I had running with uh, Matt Cutts about when um, uh, WITS has their conference in uh, San Diego. Right. You know, hey, Matt, we're, we've left San Diego. You can unban the hotel uh, IP now. Yeah. <laughs> As I recall, that was when, he, when his spam meter went way up right in that part of the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> his geo meter shot through the roof in that week. Way off the chart on that one. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so when you're looking at SERPs, what are you looking at to tell you that these are quality SERPs and these are not SERPs that, you know, you should say are bad? Because lots of times when something rolls out, whether it's good or bad, there's always a ton of people on the forums that are complaining about it. Right, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, I mean, especially when I, when I comment on the boards, but e- even not. Um, if it's really just trying to, to scan for quality, uh, you know, you, you can argue about which of the top 20 sites as you see them rank or, or should be ranking, but what makes me crazy is the, the, um, the inequities or the inconsistencies. For example, uh, uh, what's driving me crazy on Google right now, I think because of their war on spam, is that they're knocking out too many little quality guys, so that frustrates me because there's, there's sites that used to rank that they don't seem to be able to rank anymore. So I view that as sort of a quality issue as it relates to the algorithms, whereas in the case of Yahoo!, one of the issues that they seem to have had for a very long time, although it, it continues to slowly get better, is that they'll take a site that, that uh, they're featuring the home page, things are in good standing, and let's say it's a site that has uh, state pages. They'll rank a, a California page, uh, number three in the SERPs, and the Virginia page is nowhere to be found, and there's, there's no good explanation for that. So I, don't, I, don't, I, get, I get frustrated when I see those sort of gaps in, in, in quality and things that just don't make sense. And then there are things like uh, the last MSN update where they were they seemed to be losing home pages left and right of sites that they'd always featured before and they were showing pages from the site but they weren't showing the home pages and that's just a bad algorithm. But actually this set of search I was looking at just now they seem to be fixing that. So, you know, who's ranking where, that's not the most important thing when I'm just thinking in terms of quality. It's much more about like it doesn't make sense and is it logical and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, very true. And I mean, especially when you're looking at certain SERPs, you expect to see certain sites in that SERP. You know, exactly. um, like if you're searching for um, chocolate candy bars, you expect to see all the candy bar manufacturers in there. Right. And when you start seeing, you know, 
someone selling candy bar wrappers ranking number one for chocolate candy bars, well, something's granted, you know, it, it, it's little quirks like that um, that just makes me aware that they got a, a flaw in their algo. Exactly. I mean, there was, and some of this stuff is tough, I know, but like, uh, there was a there was a search on MSN a couple of weeks ago on new cars and and uh, that that should be a pretty clear cut category and I know yeah, I there love are, the new car music yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know there the freshness is going well, well and good but when when five or six of the top serps are like the band instead of actually cars it's like well okay we got a little bit of a quality problem here so. <laughs> Yeah, I actually took a snapshot of that one, put it up on my wall. It's one of my one of my favorites in recent memory. And and I mean, to Yahoo, not to like bash on them because it is a it's a hard thing to handle because you have a website about new cars, the band, and then you have a website selling new cars. So legitimately, you could make a case that either of them should be ranking. But if you look at what the user intent is, I would say ninety nine percent of the time they're looking to buy a new car. Right, um, and you know, and I'm, no, I'm no search engineer, so like I don't know how they solve all these problems. I just sort of squint my eyes and try to figure out what they're doing and what makes sense. But when I see one search engine doing something and the other ones aren't being uh, taken in by it, then you know that it's a it's a fixable problem, and that one certainly was fixable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that was yeah, that was fun when uh, looking at the, how music was getting. Um, it, I think. July was Music Appreciation Month over at Yahoo. I, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, you you showed me a couple of them too that that had me rolling on the floor. But, you know, <laughs> I'd say so. You like you say it's also it's not fair to, to to laugh too much because you know this stuff is hard getting harder. I, I hate to be a search engine these days with with all the you know those those nasty blackout people out there making their jobs difficult. Yeah, I'd hate to be one of those guys. I mean, oh man, oh man, life is tough. It's getting tougher on both sides. I hear. Yeah, but I not mean, that, well, not that I'd know. Right. <laughs> For years, people always said, you know, there was over 100 different factors in SEO. But honestly, even though there was 100 factors, it really came down to two or three factors. Yep. Nowadays, it's increasing. You know, a lot of, we're using a lot more of those 100 factors are becoming things you need to pay attention to. Yep. Um, and, you know, for a search engine to handle the complexity of that, no longer just dealing with three ingredients. They're now dealing with five, ten, twenty ingredients. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, some of the, well, I was, uh, I was at the, um, the LinkBind forum yesterday, uh, which was very interesting because, uh, you know, you had Eric Ward up there talking about how buying links is pretty much dangerous. No matter how you look at it, you should only do it on a domain you're willing to burn. And then uh, people like Bozer are sort of taking the opposite point of view. But, but, but Greg made some other really interesting points, too, which, which, uh, I was glad to, to see that, especially in the case of Google, it, 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 it looks to me, and, and certainly Greg was saying this yesterday, that it's getting to the point now where, where things are very category-specific, and they, Google seems to be doing a really interesting job of sort of mapping certain kinds of sites to certain kinds of categories, and to the point where if you have a site that doesn't fit their model of what a site should look like in this category or a certain functionality that sites in this category might have, it actually, I think it makes it harder to rank. So... It's a weird game because you sort of want to be similar enough to the to like sites to be accepted by Google as one of them, but different enough to have edges and, and points of difference. So it's a, it's tricky stuff out there these days. Yeah, that's actually bringing up a great point that I don't think people um, grasp fully. Um, 
that you really do have to, to, uh, to a certain extent, almost copy the competition's website um, in order to blend in and to make it look like you belong there. Yeah. But then when a user comes along and hits your website, you have to be better than the competition to make them stay on your website, which is really hard to do. Yeah. You know, you can't take a fresh approach at an industry because then Google will say, nope, you're not in this format, so therefore you're not a good site to be ranking. Right. And you, what, what I find, too, is that uh, I was talking about this with someone last night. I mean, I, I think, I think the, the day of the little guy is still here, meaning I think that with the exception of some of the really hottest, biggest money categories, you can still march in and look around and use a little bit of marketing sense and, and research and look at the other sites and map them and get a good idea of where to be. But I think the other thing, too, that people miss all the time, which is a pretty basic thing, um, is when you're dealing with a search engine, uh, in the case of Google, for example, uh, they make a lot of information available to you about what they think should be there. So when you go into, say, the AdWords tools, and you're looking at keywords, and you type in a keyword set, the people who are just playing on the left-hand side and trying to do variations of the same term or additional words, like going for the long tail, are really missing the point because when you go over there and look at the related words, Google's basically telling you what they expect to find on all the sites, and it just amazes me how many sites in many categories don't seem to be getting that. And you look around and you can see all sorts of gaps and opportunities, but I do think that that, that may only last for a few more years. Yeah, well, I hope longer than that because I really don't want to be dealing with uh, more clients and going back to corporate. But <laughs> Automate, baby, automate. <laughs> Um, and for people that are wondering, you know, where a new guy can start off at, yeah. um, I would say actually a great little thing that's been working wonders for me the last few months is in America I watch the Today Show. Um, uh-huh. It's a morning show. And um, they always just talk about, like, the things that are going on, the current trends of America. And so one of the trends that actually I've been uh, checking out is the um, the death industry, like pre-planned funerals, pre-planned cremation trips, where people will, uh, when they're living, will actually pay for a vacation plan for, to send all of their living relatives to go somewhere and sprinkle their ashes. Mm-hmm. Because it's a new trend, you know, the competition's not there yet. Right. Or at least it wasn't until this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Until, you know, 10 million people watching the station and said, oh, wait a minute. Oh, man, I can hear the domain names being snatched up right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a few for sale signs up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the trick. Okay, I got it. Yeah, really, the funeral industry sucks. I'm just trying to sell my domains for it. Mm, good move. <laughs> I thought so. Okay, <laughs> hey, let's take a quick commercial break, listen to our excellent sponsors, and be right back with Scott, a.k.a. Caveman. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. 
Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? What kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. you got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Details. Value Click Media. Wizards, Rainmakers, Rockstars, Gorillas, and Guru. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. Now back to Good Karma. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It's Greg Nyland here. And I'm talking with Scott Smith, a.k.a. Caveman, and we're just chatting about all things search engine optimization-wise. Um, but before we get back into that, I just want to talk about that search bash headed in Jamaica. It's going to be a great party. And, Scott, I know you're a little familiar right. with parties. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I try to keep up. It's part of my job. Yep. I have a question. Yep. I was in the supermarket a few days ago, and I'm going down the beer aisle, and I saw they had a can of beer that had a full gallon of beer in it. Whoa. Do you think that's good? Well, it's good for some people. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's strategic marketing at its finest, I guess. Um, and it's probably not even a niche audience as I think about it. But Well, I have yeah. to go on a boat trip this weekend, and I can only bring a six-pack. Well, <laughs> you, <laughs> you just found your brand, huh? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, the can takes two hands to hold. You know, there's a way around everything. That's the, I think you found your answer there. <laughs> the boat's going to tip when you get on it with that thing, huh? The boat's going to tip when you get on it with that thing. Well, then I'll have to buy someone else a six-pack of it, you know, even out the boat. Yeah, just, just put it on a rope and hang it off the side. <laughs> hey, we got a question in the uh, IRC chat room at webmasterradio.fm. The question is, for a brand-new site, how to get it started promoting it. Mm. Uh, I know my simple answer to that. Your simple answer. What's your simple answer? Maybe you can help me. My simple answer, go to DMOS, find the related category that it would be appropriate to, then apply to become a DMOS editor. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Granted, you got to do a bit of work to get it in. It's not a five-minute solution, but um, it's, you know, it'll take you about half an hour to get it. Right. Um, uh, you come back three days later, you're approved. You get your DMOS submission plus like 300 scraper sites. You know, that's a good plan. Uh, not everyone can, can do that, but that's a, that's a very good plan. Maybe you can help me on that front later. Let's talk about that. Uh, okay. But, you know, I think the hardest thing now is, um, I mean, I, it wasn't all that long ago where people were launching sites and five days later they were crowing on Webmaster World or one of the other places about how it was in the top page already. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, those days are obviously long, long gone. But um, not that long gone. Well, uh, <laughs> they're less common. <laughs> oh, we're talking about you know people first get into the business. Uh, you know what I think is is um, people. First of all, I think you do need to just have patience. But I I think it's it's helpful to think in terms. I mean, it's, it, people talk about it all the time, but a lot of it's relevance. Right? It's helpful to think in terms of relevance and how the search engine's uh, working now, especially if we just focus on Google. I, I don't know it, whether they're using TrustRank or whether they're using seed sites and all that sort of stuff, but we're under the assumption right now that they are. So if you look around the web and, and assume that Google's starting with a couple hundred highly trusted sites and then they're, crawl, they're beginning their crawls from there, I think thinking about like where you want to be in the map of the web is important. So, you know, if if uh, if you're going to launch a new site about tires or something, you want to get a sense for like where the big authority sites are, and then find ways to start getting links from uh, the path that the search engine takes. And if you can't get to the biggest places, get to the second biggest or the third biggest. Try to to stay, you know, in in, in the close rings of of authority. And then I also think it's wise still. I mean, it could change at some point, but just going and getting listed in some of the seed sites or the sites that are likely to be used as, as, as beginnings of crawl points, things like getting in the Yahoo directory, I'm ending business.com for now, uh, probably still a good idea. The best of the web directory was looking pretty good to me still. So, yeah, I mean, even if you're in somewhere, they're not necessarily passing page rank, just being in sort of the cluster of sites that you think are trusted and having links from those people uh, in my opinion, is the best way to go. I mean, we have a ton of sites that uh, don't really have a lot of links and are still outranking sites that have billions of links just because we spend a lot of time focusing on getting links from, from quality, and then the other ones just come as they come. Yeah, and, and I would might even add on to that, that before you start promoting the site, take a good look at your site and say, if you were contacted from this website, would you link out to it? Because so many of you know new webmasters out there build a one-page site, a five-page site, or a thousand-page site, but it's all identical content. You know, it's not a quality site, and if you're not that quality, then you obviously don't have a good chance of getting links. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point. And, you know, I, I get little sticky messages and stuff a lot at Webmaster World, and someone will say how they launched their new site, and it's 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 high-quality site, blah, blah, blah. And you, you have to stop and, and really have a look, because a lot of times people say that, and, in fact, they have to <laughs> run through reparses or God knows what they're doing, or they're, you know, they're grabbing articles from article sites and throwing them up and thinking that that's quality, you know. It's like, you know, people have a lot of different <laughs> meetings for that word quality, but it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, you can go out and you can rank a thin affiliate site these days if you really know what you're doing. But it's not easy anymore, um, especially in Google. And you know, if if you put a good site out there and you've done your homework and everything else, then yes. But if you, if you put out crap, it's just, it's getting harder and harder, especially in Google, to get that thing ranked. Yeah, and to give people um, a, a sense of what we're talking about, quality is it doesn't matter if you manually built a site because um, I, a friend of mine was running a site clinic and someone put their business card into the site clinic and, you know, it got selected and they're looking at the site and the guy says, I don't understand why I'm not ranking. I have over a thousand pages that I manually built. 
And my friend responded, well, yeah, you manually built it, but it's RSS scrapers. He goes, <laughs> yeah, I manually copied and pasted it. I didn't automate it. <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, exactly. So just because you're manually doing something that could be automated, that just means you're being foolish. It doesn't mean it's quality. Yeah. And you know what, too? It's related to something else that I see a lot, which I do feel badly because I think that it's harder for webmasters who don't know SEO to rank sites right now, or maybe to say at the flip side that it's easier to get caught out by filters and things just because you don't know SEO very well. So every once in a while, like I was looking at a site for somebody the other day, and it was actually a beautiful little gem of a site, um, really nice content, um, all original stuff that she had done herself or had had um, experts in her field do. And she sort of was targeted a prime, like a two-keyword phrase, but not because she was like going after SEO traffic. That's just what the site was about. But the problem is every page in the site had a title that started with those two words. And it starts yeah. to look to Google, especially like an overly SEO site, and there's been a lot of debate about you know the OOP or call it what you want. But if your site gives off a lot of signals of being very SEO'd and having the first two words on every page title is probably one of those signals, then uh, your chances of doing well are are diminished. And so it's it, I, I I sort of feel badly because there are so many nice little sites out there that are just getting whacked, and they weren't getting whacked a couple of years ago. But you know, ever since Florida and Austin and Jagger and all those things, man, it's just getting harder for the for the average non-SEO webmaster to get anywhere. Well, I mean, last week, uh, Tim Converse, uh, engineering manager of the Yahoo Spam team, he said that's one of, like, uh, for advice to newbies, mm-hmm. title tags. So Absolutely. many people overlook it or they just have identical title tags on all their pages. You know, it matters. Yeah, and it's one of the most common mistakes I see. Yeah. And Even with the big big sites, too. People who should know what they're doing, they do this stuff. Well, they get lazy. You know, I think that's what goes on at the big sites. They come up with, you know, I've seen five or ten unique, you know, title tags, but then they reuse it on 10,000 pages. <laughs> right, right. So it's just like, no, not going to work here. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Um, but let's get on to something positive here, you know. So you were in the link building forum. Um, I was, link, in, I, was uh, I was uh hanging out at the the paid link forum yeah paid link uh-huh I think that's what it was. How could you tell they opened up an auction? What are here for this site ten twenty yeah you got you got text link ads up there so i'm I'm thinking it's a paid link thing and, and uh actually thomas uh Thomas Bindle did a nice little bit too about when you're buying links what to watch out for and not get caught out because a lot of people out there selling links and and uh then hiding them in one way or another so so that was a nice uh, nice little bit that he did I thought. Yeah, and I'll give free advice to people right now. <laughs> this is, again, another issue that I found on one of um, my client's sites. If you have, let's say, 100 inbound links, and then you buy a link from a site that has 3,000 pages, and if it's identical anchor text on 3,000 pages, <laughs> yes. you might be get caught. <laughs> yeah, that could be bad. <laughs> Okay, so that just keep an eye on that. <laughs> Definitely, you know, it's it's the old it's it's the thing that people, I was talking about relevancy and and naturalness, right? And even though a lot, what the SEO is doing is not natural, um, that's what everyone's striving for. And exactly, I mean, you know, you got to sort of it goes back to the thing about looking at the sites in the category too. Like if you have aberrant patterns about your site, whether it's links or 
structure or you know over repetition of keywords, anything like that. It's just these guys they they're getting too they're getting good at filtering this, this stuff out. In fact, my only issue now is that they're they're going too far and they're continuing too many times to filter out good pages from bad sites or sorry bad pages from good pages from good sites. So it's it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, and in the uh, chat room, the guys are also talking about um, press releases for new sites, um, also making donations to charities, and then doing press releases about that. Right. You know, um, starting up projects, and those are all great ideas. You know, so starting a new website, it's not impossible. Um, you just you got to do a little work. That's all. Absolutely, and you got to be a little bit patient. Yeah, and just just. Take, uh, ro- roll it out in the way that it, it would make sense for a website to develop. Like you say, you know, you got a handful of links, and then all of a sudden you get blasted by this one uh, three thousand link deal. It's just you just catch their attention way too easily, and, and so you just got to be patient and build it up over time. And usually it works out just fine, especially if the backlinks are from from good sites. Yeah, and also the um, size of the site. You know, if God bless you. If you do have a thousand pages and they honestly are quality, and by quality I'm talking, you know, several kilobytes of unique content, not auto-generated stuff here, you know. Right. But if you have a site that big, I wouldn't launch it day one with a thousand pages. Day one, I might launch it with fifty to a hundred pages, and then every week I'd let the search engines find more pages and more pages. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think there were some people who were, were skeptical of that for a while when that first started to become an issue. But um, I, I saw, I think it was Matt talk about that just the other day, and I don't remember if it was one of those videos he did or what. He's been mentioning a lot about that, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it was in there, but I've been a few other places where he was speaking, so I'm not really sure where it was. But someone asked that very question. If they had a 10,000-page site, would they, would they launch it at one go? And that's what Matt said. Like, well, actually, I, I don't don't know, I mean, to paraphrase him, he said you, you, it might be wise to take a thousand pages at a time and roll them out over a period of time. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's an, it's an indication of how sensitive the algorithms are. And in my, in my view, it's actually sort of a shame, like if you actually, I mean, to Matt's point, like how many really good 10,000 page sites are there that like are good to go right out of the gate? So I guess that's what they're looking for. But, but it, it, it's odd at times that that we find as a company that we are sometimes launching sites or doing things that aren't what we want to do, that aren't natural to us, but mm-hmm. we know that if we did it the way we wanted to do it, it would trip filters. So we actually hold things back or move slowly into something or whatever when we might not need to just because we're so concerned about the sensitivity of these filters. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying risk the user experience at all because that's not going to help you at all. But there's different ways to make that content unavailable to search engines. Um, yep. Robots, text, no index, no follow, things like that. Right. You know, make the URL so absolutely ugly there's no way the bot can follow it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so... Although that's a backfire. I'll be a few times, so I don't, I don't go that route anymore. <laughs> yeah, because, um, if you hit the wrong button, you might apply it to the entire site. So <laughs> that sort of screws you up. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we had a site where we were making assumptions where, you know, the, the engines and Google was out there saying they don't really crawl really long, complicated URLs with lots of special characters. And we had a bunch of pages that were left over from an, an earlier time. And 
we thought, oh, so you know, we don't have time. Let's not rewrite them right now. They'll be they'll be fine, and we'll we'll clean them up later. Uh, as long as the search engines don't see them, no big deal. But they saw them, and the sites the pages got thrown into supplementals, and it just tanked the site. So I learned my lesson after that one. Yeah, um, and again, just throwing a bit of a humorous spin on this. You know, these are true stories I'm sharing here. Um, I don't know if it's current today, but I do know several years ago this would cause you an issue, a, a small issue. If your robot's text file was, let's say, a megabyte, <laughs> <laughs> a megabyte, okay. yeah. a megabyte. Um, for some reason, the Google search engine bot would time out. And since the robot text file is the first thing it always asks for, it therefore would time out and never get to any pages of content. Hmm. Never, I never had that issue, but then I don't have robots text files that are quite that long. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> it, please, that never was not me. <laughs> I looked at this site for probably three, four weeks, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. You know, they, they came running to me, and they said they were, had a ton of traffic, and by a ton of traffic, I'm talking, it was something like 20,000, 30,000 uh, visitors a day. Okay, and it went to like a hundred overnight, you know, just like totally tanked. Um, and then they're like, "What? What we do wrong? What we do wrong?" And I'm looking at the site, and I'm seeing so many wrong things, but nothing to get them banned. Right. And I'm like, "Well, maybe it was a human intervention and all this." And the robot text, you know, my automatic program validated it fine <laughs> because it was a correct robot. Because there's nothing wrong with it, right? Got it, right? <laughs> And I had never, you know, it was only until I, like, literally had beat my head into the desk and left a dent in the desk that I just started manually triple-checking everything, and I realized this robot text file was a megabyte. And so I look at it, and I'm just like, wait a minute, when did you make this thing? Because I'm just like, why the hell would someone have a megabyte robot text file? <laughs> yes. Um, we made the change um, about, you know, four weeks ago, which was like two days before they crashed. I was like, really? Have you tried taking it off? <laughs> they took it off, and literally, I think it was like 48 hours, they were back up and running. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was just... Now, I know the search engines are um, much better at indexing longer pages, so that example might not um, cause a problem today. But if you're doing things like that, that are just unusual, not normal out of what a regular site would do, you're probably going to have problems. You know, whether it's triggering a search engine quality filter or whether it's breaking a search engine bot, um, you know, following what other people are doing is not a bad thing. Yep, I agree. There's a lot, there's a lot of learning out there to be had. That's a, going back to your question about what would new people do, you know, if you just sit down and stare at a category, you can learn a lot of stuff by looking at what the successful sites are doing. Yeah. Um, I also noticed... Something um, interesting, and Rusty Brick at SE Roundtable reported on this a while ago, that Yahoo had started um, forwarding all link domain and link colon searches over to siteexplorer.yahoo, and now they're actually doing it to my IP address. Really? Yeah. So I want to get your... They're doing it your, by, your, by your IP? Like if you move around, it doesn't happen? Um, I haven't tested it on others because I just noticed it this morning. Huh. Um, but I want to get your input on that when we come back from commercial break. Okay. So stay tuned, everybody. 
Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source. All while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. Travels the exotic far reaches of the world to uncover the answers you've been searching for. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma with your mystical host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Let's now travel through the dense jungles and burning hot sands of the desert and into the treacherous dark caves of the web and listen in on a preview of Good Karma. Tell me, O oh great sage, I am new to the internet. What do I need to know? Hello, Dr. Jones. I will take you to the Well of Souls and into the great city of cyberspace, where I will teach you everything you need to know. Whether you be a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, you will find the answers you seek every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Good Karma. Here, please hold my snake. Not snakes. I hate snakes. Find your Good Karma every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Want a hot pod? Load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with us all day long. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey everybody, Greg Nyland, a.k.a. Good ROI, talking with Scott Smith, a.k.a. Caveman. Hey guys. What should we do about more AKAs? We gotta like... You know, string that along a bit more. <laughs> Those are the only names I'm willing to give you, dude. <laughs> Those are the only two that I can say on air and uh, right, not right. have you kill me. Offline yeah. and very yeah. Thank you very right. much. Okay. Um, so, um, in the chat room, um, so, some of the people were confirming that um, they also tried out doing the link searches on Yahoo, and they are getting redirected to siteexplorer.yahoo. Hmm, very interesting. Yeah. Now, when Site Explorer originally launched, and even recently I tested it again, it was giving different um, results than the link colon search. So, question is, 
do you think I'm getting better results at Site Explorer, or did we, as a search engine community, just lose another good resource? Wow. You know what? I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not really on top of this one. So, uh, you get I don't drunk have a good in San Jose for a week and you don't know the answer? Come on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I just managed to get online today for the first time all week. <laughs> I've been a very lonely guy this entire uh, you know, week, like my I'm, entire IM network, offline. I feel sorry for you, dude. Every now and then, you know, like I get these emails from the Blackberries saying, hey, we're having a great time at the bar. Wish you were here. You're missing well, out. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you are sorely missed because I know that you enjoy these things, and, you know, you always make your contributions. And uh, <laughs> But, but know, know that in your heart, the people who are here are having a great time, and you just be happy for us. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I'm envious. That's really what it is. Yeah. And actually, while you guys were out there having fun, I had a, a death in my family. Oh. Well, not not so bad. It was um, an old aunt of mine. She was in a lot of pain, so it's good that she's not in pain anymore. Oh. You know, um, it, unfortunately, it was one of those uh, things where everyone, you know, was relieved that the, um, you know, it was over. Right. Well, I'm sorry um, to hear that, but... Well, thanks. Um, and I somehow... I, I got to get your input on this one because you are a man of the world. Mm. This is non-SEO, but I'm, you know. It's, no, no, uh, here I'm, I'm in trouble now. I just feel it coming. This is bad. Um, I go to the funeral home yeah. um, for the wake, and um, standing around, you know, talking with people, and I don't, you know, after a few minutes, I walk to the front of the room to give my condolences to the family. As I'm walking up there, a old high school friend that I took to, uh, you know, some dance in high school, I forget what, gives me the nastiest look and says, hi, Greg, and is completely upset with me. And then goes, I Wait, heard... Wait, a man or a woman? A woman. Uh-huh. What'd you and do? It, it turns out she would, had been giving me the evil eye the entire time, and I guess she thought I had seen her. <laughs> but I did not see her. So what's the etiquette at a funeral home when you piss someone off? <laughs> well, yeah. Because the show is good karma. So. Yeah, you know, I, I've never really faced that one before. I mean, was she hitting on you? Is that, is that the deal? No, 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 no. Matter of fact, she heard that um, I have a significant other, uh-huh. and her exact words was, congratulations, I heard. Okay. Wow, this sounds like a woman you scorned in a past life. Is that the deal? I hear, I, you, you have a history of that. I know that. I haven't seen her in like 10, 12 years. You uh, know. Long memories, though, you know. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, you know. I think the moral of that story is you just got to clean up your act and, you know, be nice <sighs> on the way out. I ran for the door after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being at funeral homes is not my favorite thing, and after getting that uh, treatment, I was, uh, I, I was afraid I'd, I'd offend her even more. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever read too much about etiquette at, at, in funeral situations, so I just have a tendency to keep my mouth shut. It's one of the only times that I do that. But You know why yeah. you haven't heard about it? Because the affiliate program has not been opened for it. So let's yes. open up an affiliate program. You know my world, don't you? <laughs> let's get an etiquette ebook, okay, because ebooks make money for the um, funeral home etiquette. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Search traffic is very well defined. <laughs> and it's a growing industry. 
good quality, sensitive content, mm-hmm. and I and I think we're there. I got a couple of writers who could get right on that. <laughs> um, in the chat room, the guys have um, a few follow up questions from what we were talking about earlier. Um, let me scroll up to it. Um, if you block a bot via robots.txt, can you remove it in a few days and weeks, and will the bot come back, or is it going to blacklist it forever? No, my experience is it comes back. Yeah. That's a pretty simple, straightforward one, I, I think. Yeah, that, that's always been my experience. And matter of fact, um, I've actually used it at times to encourage it to go crawl uh, a page. Because if uh, you start saying you're excluding a file, the search engines, um, not always, but sometimes they start getting, um, they want to see it, you know? That's, it's just like people, isn't it? The more you think you can't have something, the more you want it. Exactly. They want to know what the hell you're doing on that page. I didn't know the bots were that emotional. That's pretty weird. Well, yeah. Um, Tim was, uh, I asked uh, Tim Converse if the uh, Yahoo bots were male or female. And? I can't remember, honestly. Got to check out the podcast. Well, if they're crawling over my sites, I hope they're female. Well, Matt said the Google bots were male and female. That's how Uh, they were able to make more bots. Typical diplomatic answer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gotta love that. All right. So back to actually what people want to hear. They actually want to hear, you know, the juicy stuff. All right. Um, What are, what's the difference between link development and link manipulation? Huh. That's an interesting question. Um, You're a smart guy. Expect a smart answer. Come on. We have oh high man. standards here. Oh, man. Uh, link development, link manipulation. Well, um, people paid good money to listen to this show. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? I think that, um, look, I mean, it's actually, that sort of plays into to our world a little bit, right? Because, you know, like, like we're, we're pretty, I, you know, no, I don't think there's any such thing as white hat, but, you know, we, we do... We really run our sites according to what we think is good marketing. So when we build links, we build links uh, to reach objectives. And I think the only thing that we the, the manipulation has to do with keywords, but I'm actually it's one of the things that gets me crazy is if you don't manipulate your links to some extent, you could actually get in trouble. In other words, for you know, the, on obvious examples, if you get too many backlinks with the same thing in them, then uh, you can actually get blown out of the water. So. When 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 we make a plan, it's it's always about variation and mapping to the web and where's the authority sites and and who would link to us. But a lot of it is just common sense. So to me, link manipulation just starts to be when you go way overboard. But I don't even buy like all this uh, buying links in my mind. There's nothing wrong with buying links. I know the search engines don't like it, but it's part of marketing. And when they say to us that uh, we have to hide our links because it's affecting the web, it's like, well, if they want to find a way to weed those out, fine. But to me, this is just all about marketing, and it's very hard to follow the search engines' rules because what they think is manipulation, to me, is just business. Now, that doesn't mean it you know, justifies things like blog spam. That's clearly over on the manipulation side. But a lot of things the search engines call manip- manipulation, I just think, are, are reasonable, intelligent marketing. So... I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what I think. And I'm sure that was a brilliant answer, and I apologize, Scott. But <laughs> you would you go to the bathroom? <laughs> the chat room, um, I have some of a really um, – I got Nevdal. Uh, I try not to mention names without asking people's permission first, but 
this one I gotta to excuse myself. Uh, Nevdal, he's kissing and telling. Uh-oh. Literally. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. He totally caught me off. Uh, oh, and he actually just corrected my recount of what happened in San Diego. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, yeah. I lost my internet connection, so you're going to have to fill me in. This hotel keeps knocking me off. Um, that one's an offline which is another reason why, again, people, when we tell you go out to these conferences, there's a reason, because some of these things that happen, they are so great, so helpful business-wise, and other times they are so helpful stress-relieving-wise. <laughs> um, this one is so helpful stress-relieving-wise that you just can't share it publicly. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, you'll get sticking me later. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> um. I, I, I was half listening, I'll admit that. You know, um, you know like DMOS, for instance, if you do that, you get picked up on all their scraper sites and you have identical anchor text. So to launch a brand new site and to immediately have 300 links identical anchor text, that's going to be a problem. So you got to do some more work after, you know, getting a DMOS listing. Right, although we actually have what we believe is some evidence that they're just discounting all those duplicates. Really? They can do that? Well, that, <laughs> it, it looks that way to us. I mean, it's sort of a hard one to tell because there's, there's never a case where we just go out of the gate with that. Um, and, in fact, we sort of, when you get back to that question about manipulation, it's sort of a, a standard thing for us that we don't go after DMOS listing right away just because we think it might look, it might be a bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of wait for it to come or else we go get it after we've been out for a while. So I guess you could call that manipulative. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, if you're doing the DMOS, you definitely got to mix it in with other things. Yeah. Um, and I only do the DMOS when I'm controlling the um, the editor. So right. that way I know exactly when that link's going to go live. Right. I, I mean, know, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, if you're a search engine, right, and a site launches on Wednesday and on Friday it has a DMOS listing, <laughs> 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 what would you think? <laughs> That's an incredible site. That's how yes, good exactly. quality the site that is. That could be the only reason. You know, and that's why all 10,000 automated pages are high quality. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know. Those, those DMOS editors are just all over the web. Boy, I mean, they pick that stuff up within, within hours usually and get it up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do they determine what site is the primary source of the information? Uh. Well, that's an old debate, and I'm not sure that it hasn't changed uh, off and on. I mean, for, for, for the longest time, there seemed to be an assumption, and I guess it was one of our assumptions, too, that they were able to pick up the first occurrence of, of the material and date it and, and make that uh, uh, the, the original page. But we know for a fact, and it's well, it's, I think, pretty well documented at this point, that a lot of times all you had to do was get a higher page ranker, especially if you've got some authority juice in there, and you would sort of take over. So um, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not real sure um, wh- what they're doing these days. I mean, it's I, 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 sort of when we see things like that and we're not sure, we just try to insulate things as best we can by getting original content that's well-linked right away and getting the, getting the juice of the site up as reasonably fast as we can to insulate because, you know, I'm not sure if we ever really knew the answer to that. And even if we did, it didn't, didn't really matter because you could still get skewered. So the bottom line was uh, we just do everything we can to sort of guard against those things. But, I mean, they definitely happen from time to time. 
Yeah, and the problem um, with, you know, for SEOs diagnosing that problem um, correctly is that the search engines have changed their formulas. Sure. You know? So what they used to, how they used to be handling it has changed several times. Yep. Um, but, to, you know, just to clarify, um, number one, try to get um, visited by Googlebot before anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, try to have it on a high page rank, you know. Number three, try to have it on your site that has authority. Yep. Number four, also get your inbound links to it, you know. Um, so those four different items, just work on them and because those are the key ingredients that the search engine is going to be looking at to figure out who is, you know, who should get that credit. Right. And, you know, I, I find a lot of times, especially when, when in some of the consulting work I do, that people want uh, to know everything they can about this, this field. But, but the reality is there's a, a lot of it I think I know what I'm looking at. I think I understand what's, what's going on behind the algorithms, which is a combination of what we piece together between their public announcements and what we think they're really thinking and what evidence we see when we do our own sort of testing. But the reality is, you know, I sat in a room with a client the other day and they said, well, which is it? Is it this or this? And my answer is, well, does it, who cares? They'll not waste time thinking about that. I mean, we generally know that this bad thing might happen or that bad, that bad thing might happen. So the, the bottom line is, if you just make your site as fortified as you can, you, you increase your chances of not having to deal with bad things down the road. So it's like I think people sometimes go – I mean, I'm an, I'm an algo junkie, but, but I don't try to prove to myself every little thing. I just get a working theory. If it makes sense, I, I go against it. And, you know, it's, it's more about just getting the site right and doing the things that make sense than getting down to the detail of, of that sort of thing, I think. Yeah. You, can, you can waste vast amounts of time by trying to figure that stuff out. Uh, yeah, um, but it's not to say research is, um, you know, it's walking the fine line. you got to yep. do research to make an educated assumption about what direction to go in. But if you try to get it to 100% accuracy, you're going to be wasting time. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's like, exactly, and I mean, believe me, we do a lot of research with our own sites. I mean, we keep some sites out there on the edges of various tests just so that we can see them drop in and out to sort of get a sense for what's going on. But you know, in a real simple form of, of this conversation. Now, we had a client the other day that was, their, their title tags are all messed up and their URLs are not as good as they should be and, the, and um, their on-page stuff was bad. And they said, well, if we change this, how much will it help us? If we change this, how much will it help us? If we change this? And, we're, and it's like the, the answer is you've got to get all these things fixed because I can't give you odds. I mean, all we know is that they're all issues. They're all a mess. Just clean them up and don't, don't worry about you know, whether it's 60, 20, 20, or just, just get them all done. They're, they're important. Yeah, and, and I mean, um, when I'm talking with, you know, search engine people, I don't drink alcohol because I want to remember exactly what they're saying. Mm, but, especially at the conferences, right? I, I, I know exactly. that about you. But when I'm talking with you, I always have to have a beer because you're <laughs> always talking at such a freaking high level. By 2 in the morning, it's hurting my head. I need a beer to dull that edge. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say that I try to dumb it down for you, but I don't believe a word that you just said. Please, you... Yeah, you know, I'm talking to one of the smartest guys in the biz, so, you know, nice try. <laughs> okay, so I, I hide the mini recorder in my pant pocket, but, mm -hmm. you know, it well, also would attract the ladies. makes it easier. You know, that's, that's a good strategy. What? Hiding the recorder in your pants. That happened to me once. And I will never talk to that person again. Really? Someone actually yeah. did that? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
and they started asking me leading questions trying to uh, entrap me. Really? Yeah. Um, so if I'm, regardless if you're a good friend and you're just trying to remember what I'm saying, yeah. you know, I don't want to be recorded at 2 in the morning, you know, after I've had a long day, because at that point it's just talking off the record. Um, but, yeah, someone uh, actually tried to record me. You know what? Anytime you have doubts about me, you, you have my permission to pat me down within reason. That's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get one of the waitresses to do that. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll get a cute one, though, for you. you know, I'm Thank you. Thank you. you. Don't want the you know, 50-year-old lady, uh, come on over here, caveman. Now, now. <laughs> so, well, it looks like the uh, time's about up. Uh, any uh, final words of wisdom? Uh, you know, on on the general topic of of getting pages and sites to rank, uh, especially for for beginners, but even for sites that have been around for a while, uh, what what I, what I see more than anything else is that people are just not doing a good job of helping the search engines understand what their pages are about. So. If you got a bunch of titles, page titles that all start with the same three words, uh, if you have too many pages on your site where 80% of the words are the same and you haven't done quite enough to break them up, if your URLs are ugly and they don't have keywords in them, you just—it's not that—it's not even that you're missing SEO opportunities. You're not doing a good job of helping the search engines understand what's unique and interesting yeah. about every page. So get your sites cleaned up and make every single page in the site different from every other one, and you're going to rank better. Caveman, i got to ask a favor. Shoot, baby. i got a rebellion going on in the chat room. I Uh-oh. overlooked a question. Uh-oh. Um, and they, obviously, uh, they really want it because they're, like, chanting it in the uh, chat room. All right, well, we want only happy campers here, so. Yeah. What is it? Because, you know, they pay good money to download the podcast. I know the answer. Uh, what about results clustering? Does that denote authority? Is this, does this pertain to Google, this question? Uh, they didn't say, of course. And are, are, we, are we talking, just so yeah, I understand the question. we're talking Google here. And we're talking about looking at the SERPs. I would, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Yes, Google, uh, yes. Yes, okay. So... Yeah. Yes. I mean, in my opinion, yes. I mean, I made the comment earlier about when you, you know, one of the tools is to go into AdWords and not just look at the, at the phrases that, that contain your keywords, but look at the other phrases that uh, you might, might not have. And I think this is the same thing. I mean, Google every day is telling you with their SERPs what is valuable. And so what you, well, I think what's important is to, in fact, this is one of the ways, to be honest, this is one of the things I think I, I use to learn more than anything else, which is I'll do searches on related but different phrases, two important phrases in the same category. And I'll look at the differences in the SERPs, and I'll see what sites come up. And typically what you'll see is that there's an overlap, but you'll also see some sites that aren't, aren't really ranking at all for one term, and they are for the other, even if the terms are almost synonymous. So uh, what, what that says to me is that uh, they're doing a lot of profiling and, and trying to determine uh, a combination of authority sites, or I guess if they still think in terms of hub sites, but they're, you know, they're certainly putting up sites that they think are high value for those keywords. And so it's long been a strategy in the SEO world, Greg, as you know, to go out and get links from, if you can, from, from top-ranking sites for the keywords that you have. Um, a lot of people have tried to explore deals with competitors even. And then another overlooked tactic that came up actually in 
uh, one of the meetings I was in yesterday, and again, it might have been Bozer who said this, but but if not, um, I apologize for not remembering who it was, but, you know, get down into the into the deeper part of the SERPs, too, because even when you get to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth pages, um, you know, Google is telling you that these sites are important for these keywords. They're, they may not rank them as highly as the other one, but they, they think that they're important. So, yes, I mean, you can almost sort of piece together a map of the web from Google's point of view simply by plowing through their SERPs. Yeah, uh, and that really is um, a key part of any research that I do when I'm looking at going after a new term. Check out the SERPs first and then start, you know, analyzing it. You know, yep. why are these sites here? What does it take to break into this? Um, and doing that research is going to be saving you a lot of work. Right, exactly. And it's like, you know, if you get into things like this is not a great example, but if if, if if you go and you're learning about cars and you search on cars and then you search on autos and you search on automobiles, it's real interesting to see what comes up. And different words have different connotations. And so you can see, well, maybe one of those word forms is getting a lot more EDU or government links than the other one. And that's interesting because it gives you a line of thinking about where to do link building. It gives you a line of thinking about what should be on your site to give your site the, the most sort of well-rounded profile, um, more volume, that sort of thing. And it also starts to tell you what the search engines are are, are thinking you can you can learn a lot about algos by comparing similar uh, and and related terms semantically and seeing what the search engines are doing with them differently. Especially Google, where they apply a, they do a lot more work with LSI and meaning, I think, than, than the other engines, which have typically been a little more literal. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Scott. I mean, for uh, especially for slipping in that last question after the fact, the rebellion has been put down. Well done, Order sir. has been reinstated. <laughs> hey, Greg, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for being on, and thanks, Mr. Producer in the studio, for doing all the heavy lifting. Everyone have a great week, and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm.